the word you mentioned in there is resilient, right? And that's kind of what this industry has been. If resilient was the word for 23. What do you think it is for 2024? It's more of the same. Focusing on your business and focusing on your plan. We've got some members that have been successful. You can kind of see that it's it's not by chance, right? They're methodical about what they're going to do and how they're going to do it, both in the marketplace and in their store. Welcome to the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. We are gearing up for another year of the podcast here at Nationwide Marketing Group. And what better way to kick it off than by sitting down with our EVP of membership, Mr. Patrick Maloney. Always a great time when we can get him on the podcast and uh, tap into his brain and insights uh, around independent retail and you know his connection with the membership as well. Uh, hearing from the front lines of this organization, you know, the challenges that retailers face today, as well as, you know, the opportunities and where they're seeing success and all that sort of stuff. So anytime I, you know, any start of a year, I think it's a great opportunity to look back at those previous 12 months, reflect on how things were, uh, what went well, what didn't, challenges faced, things like that. And then, you know, take those learnings and look ahead to the next 12 months and what we can apply to uh, our strategies and, and the way we go about business based on you know what we've learned over the past year. And that's what we try to do with Patrick today. That's uh, a great chance, I think, to sit down with him and hear from him directly, you know, from the front lines, what our members are facing, the things they're telling us, what challenges they're experiencing, what wins they're it's experiencing as well um, you know, over the, the past year and what they plan to do, where we kind of see them heading, uh, what direction we see the industry heading over the, the course of 2024 and, um, just a fun opportunity to, I think, reflect as well on the business, the state of business, and the direction that retailers can head uh, as they prepare for another year of business. And um, so much to to talk about and dive into as well, because we've got this month, of course, the the regional meetings that are taking place across the country uh, for nationwide marketing group members that are in our six different regions, uh, coast to coast, and you know, setting up what those look like and what members can anticipate for those that'll be in attendance and. Um, for those not, you know, a little preview of what will be coming to a city near you over the coming months uh, as, as more of these regional meetings are planned and executed. So just a, a great kickoff, right, to the new year and dive into uh, this industry and everything happening and do it with Patrick and uh, set us up for a year of success. So let's go into it. This is Patrick Maloney, our EVP of membership here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast. Uh, a fresh year. This will be a, a debut for 2024, our first podcast of 2024. So you get to kick off this the year right for us, Mr. Patrick Maloney. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Fantastic. This is exactly what I want to be in the starting blocks. <laughs> get us out the gate hot. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, how you, buddy. <laughs> first of all, how you doing? <laughs> how are things? Uh, couldn't be better. Yeah, um, still, still loving it every day. Um, it's been, you know, obviously, uh, it was a, you know, tougher year than expected. Um, it ended up, but you know, I just love the resiliency of independent retailers. Yeah. They're going to figure out a path, and um, and that's rewarding. So, couldn't be better. It's an interesting time for sure, right? Um, you mentioned the resiliency. I, I know, you know, we covered it. I think a whole bunch on the blog at the end of the year, um, specifically around Black Friday, right? How a, the consumer just seems to like 
you know, see all these expectations from economists and they're like, <laughs> you know, we're going to yeah. go do our thing and we're going to be fine. And it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see that, right? Yeah, we, it's funny. We saw, you know, certainly in November, I mean, it, it was a, it was a tough retail year. Yeah. Um, you know, industry was flattish up a little bit. You know, I think those industry numbers are impacted a little bit by builder um, as well. Um, so we were seeing a lot of shipments, um, but the order rights were kind of slipping. And, you know, almost through November, we had some we had some aggressive programs for our members and and our members were out advertising every day. And so they pulled some people forward, you know, some packages. But I also think, you know, those customers that needed a product were kind of pushing out and said, you know what, I'm just going to wait to see what comes on Black Friday. And um, so for you know, by and large, we had some some pretty good results, and we felt um, that consumers were back in the market, and they they wanted the deal. Um, I think, you know, with what's what has been happening with interest rates, you know, it's 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 a challenging time for a lot of folks out there. Yeah. Well, question for you because I had a similar conversation with someone in uh, you know in the distribution space, and it, it came up there even during um, you know recently at Cedia for our our custom integration dealers. When you talk about the year over year and like numbers slipping, is it is it tough to compare because of how strong twenty two and twenty one were as year? Like, do we factor any of that into it when we're we're looking at those kind of numbers? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, through COVID, it was just a, a rocket ship, right? But it started to normalize a little bit at the beginning of last year, um, and then really in the in Q four, we were comping some just okay numbers, right? So we, you know, as as I think. A lot of our members put together 2023 plans. They they expected Q4 to be like this, um, but then you know the economy hit, <laughs> and and you know I think interest rates just kind of kept people in place. I think you know we had I think the number is like 2.4 appliances per new house. So when someone moves into a new home, they're going out and buying a couple of new appliances. Um, we had. We got some information the other day that uh, Bank of America said um, in mattresses, someone that buys a new home spends six times more on mattresses wow. than, you know, so, yeah. but with, with the interest rate so high, people are locking in. They're not, right. you know, they've decided, you know what, I'm, I'm at this great interest rate. I'm not going to move. Um, but they're also, you know, had been, you know, very cautious of what they're spending. And so, you know, as a result, I think, you know, I've never seen a, a percentage so high. Seventy-two percent of consumers are buying under duress, right? So they're not going, "Hey, let's remodel the house." They're going, "I hope this thing lasts another week." And, um, and I think there's some actions that you know we can take from that, and and some yeah. ways to go to market from that. Um, but the reality is, was that consumer was, you know, not coming out shopping and and redoing. I mean, there's certainly sections yeah. of the of the um, you know industry that are doing that, but by and large, you know, they were just waiting for something to break and, yeah. and just replacing that. They weren't even buying the dryer. They were just going, okay, the wash is done. Let's go get a new washer. Let's get it. And then we, and you know what, we have a front loader, but we're just going to buy a top loader. So um, less people in the market and they're buying kind of um, more, you know, I guess, you know, lower end stuff, not, not the sure. super high end stuff. Right. Well, you met the word you mentioned in there is resilient, right? And that's kind of what this industry has been. And, um, to sum up 23 in one year, that might be the word, I, I think, yeah. right? Um, so it, it, as you look ahead to 24, and we can get kind of, kind of into the, you know, more in the weeds, but to sort of set the stage for what expectations are, 
you know what if resilient was the word for 23 what do you think it is for 2024 it's it's more of the same <laughs> you know i think um certainly through through the first half i think it's going to be a challenge you know it's an election year as well right so you know that always kind of throws a little not chaos but just kind of uh, Wait and optimism see. is not at its yeah. highest right? you know, so, <laughs> right. um and that's just typical for every year you know regardless of what where we are um so i think you know focusing you know focusing on your business and focusing on your plan um you know we've we've got some some members that have been successful but there you can kind of see that it's it's not by chance right there's right they're methodical about what they're going to do and how they're going to do it both in the marketplace and in their store. Um, and, and I think that's it. I think you have to focus on your business and you have to dedicate and have a plan, not just, you know, yeah. hope they come in. You mentioned COVID like that was just, you know, Hey, we, they were just rolling <laughs> through the doors. Right. We right. just, you know, we we're hoping to get product. Now it's okay. How do we, the, the, you know, there's fewer people coming through the door. How do we maximize that sale? Yeah. So it- I mean, I, I think retailers could kind of take a lot from the last year, the those that were successful, right? And kind of learn from that and apply it moving forward. What were some of those things that they did um, in 23 that in spite of these challenges, you know, that enabled them to see some success? Yeah, I think, you know, those that were successful leaned into like advertising, leaned into a plan. You know, I think when business is tough, um, foot traffic isn't coming through the door. They're buying, um, you know, they're not buying the premium product. Um, they're buying kind of, you know, more opening price point stuff. It's easy to go, Hey, you know what? I, I'm going to, I'm not going to advertise. I'm going to save my way, you know, out of this thing. And, um, it's all, those that are successful did the exact opposite, right? They leaned into advertising. So if you think about, you know, we talked about those 72% of consumers that are buying an address, they're only in the market for a couple of days, day right. and a half. Um, and it, you know, old numbers were they shopped, you know, three stores. Now they're shopping one and a half, and that other half a store is probably going to be online. Um, so, you know, they're they're taking and and kind of looking at what the needs are out there, right? So, dress customer wants it today. Yeah. So they so they're they're out showing themselves in the market that hey, we have this product, we have it in stock, um, we have it on display. Um, and they're showing price, you know, so the the other fear is that um, and even even if it's just a couple of models to show an example of what they can get, a consumer can get, um, you know, one of the challenges with independent retailers, is the perception is, you know, hey, they're they're They can't buy as as great as, you know, the big box stores. Now, that simply isn't the case. But we also have to tell them that. Right. Tell right. consumers. that. So. Um, you know, they're addressing, they're out in the market every day. They're addressing kind of the needs of that consumer that could be walking through their door. Um, and they're showing that they have the product it's on display. Yeah. So it's, it's staying out there. It's, um, kind of the same. I feel like it's not too different from the message. Yeah. You know, they were rolling in sort of on their own without having to be, um, you know, enticed to come to your store, right? right. But it was yeah, still yeah. like a great time to work on marketing and, and sure. you know, not slip up at all or fall behind in sort of your efforts there. So I, I it's a different time for sure, different environment, but the message is kind of the same, which I think is Yeah, and I think right? the other thing is, is like it's not, and it just doesn't end there, right? You need right. to figure out how to, once you have them in the store, okay, now what do you do? What's the plan? And I think, um, again, those that have been successful have a true plan to sell. I mean, they are, 
yeah, sure, they're buying right. They're focusing on the categories that um, those consumers are coming in. Like, you know, if a if a refrigerator dies or a freezer dies, you need one immediately. Um, if a dishwasher goes out, eh, you can wash dishes for a couple of weeks. But you have to have those kind of um, key pieces in the lineup ready to go. And so, yeah, focus on, you know, buying right. I know um, we've had a lot of throughput on our Primetrics art mm-hmm. tool, um, assortment rationalization tool. Find out what the right model is to have. But don't let it happen by chance once they're in the store. You, you need to train you know, the frontline sales folks to, okay, this is what we have. This is what we have in stock. This is what consumers are going to come in for, um, you know, coupled with the rebate and what the package is and all of that stuff. But you have to be, it, it, it can't just be by chance, right? It right. has to be a plan. And those, those, you know, now you're getting less customers in the store. You have to have a plan when you get them in the store. Conversion rates better go up. A hundred percent. Right. And, right. and I think, we feel confident in independent retail about our close rates. Um, but again, if you're not out in the marketplace telling them that you have great stuff at great prices, then you're not getting as much many at bats, right? Right. No, uh, completely fair point. Um, are there other areas of the business too that they should? So obviously marketing's number one. Are there other things in a time like this that they could be doing, uh, other things that they could be doing for business to try to you know, set themselves up for success? Yeah, I think the... The other thing is, is that those opening price point pieces that these duress consumers are buying are generally not the most profitable. Um, you know, it's it's not the super high end stuff. It's the, you know, more traditional. And so it's an opportunity for our members to really focus on maximizing the, the sale and maximizing that basket. And so, um, listen, financing is, is has shot through the roof. Uh, more consumers are coming in. Um, and getting financing, then, uh, and we have a, a ton of great programs, right? Whether it's with Wells or Synchrony, um, but tap into that. Utilize 12, 18 month finance programs, um, and then we also have, uh, you know, a waterfall for second chance financing, um, so that you know maybe they come in and they don't have the greatest credit score, but the, you know our systems now can automatically go, hey, you know what? Here's an opportunity um, for this second chance financing. So tap into that. Um, Thinking about that duress consumer, their product just broke, right? It's a perfect time to talk about product protection. You know, we have a, a excellent program with Epic Protect. It's a perfect time to say, hey, right. this happened. Don't if it happens, protect again, yourself. You protect your <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And so um, those are those are also profit centers, right? Um, financing, you know, I don't know what the exact number is. Chris Kirk could share it with us, but you know, an average financing ticket is, you know, in a in a perfect world is thousand dollars more or eight hundred dollars more than one that someone's buying on a credit card because they go, oh wow, I didn't know I could afford this. Um, I'm not saying those deltas are happening today in this right. environment, but they absolutely go, oh, you know what? Maybe I don't need to buy the cheapest one. I should get this one, this stainless one, or this one with ice and water. Um, so um, it's it's increasing the basket, increasing profitability, and and really doing the right thing for the consumer. Um, product, you know, product protection is a great thing for a consumer, especially, like I said, one that's coming in the door going, man, that thing broke again, you know? So um, those are the things that I think we're seeing our members that are being successful or are kind of adding to it all. Yeah. I So aside from, I, I feel like foot traffic might be the number one answer here, but the the challenges, like, what are you hearing from members out in the, the from the field team that are coming back and saying, hey, this is like what the, are, are there any consistencies across like what challenges are right now? 
Yeah, I mean, you said it, foot traffic, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing is big box stores are aggressive, you know? Yeah. And so I think um, it's funny, we saw maybe Depot at the beginning of the year going, you know, really, really aggressive. And now Lowe's is suddenly picked up. Um, so the environment is becoming um, more hostile in that, you know, I think they're just going for share, right? So they're they're screaming from the rooftops on what their value is and what their opportunity is. Um, and I and certainly we can contend and certainly we can compete and and compete profitably, but it again it has to be by design. It right. can't just be by chance. And and that starts I think with that you know advertising, get them in the store, have a have a plan, and then add to that basket. Yeah, and, and I mean it's more than just price, right? Like there's got to be you know what, what's kind of the response to a dealer that comes in and say like, well, they're, they're saying this. And of course they're, they're always going to beat us on prices, but the, the complaint is right. So what, what's kind of, you mentioned a couple of the things there, um, tactics, tactics they can take, but you know, what would be your suggested response to a customer coming in like that? Well, the, you know, think about that consumer, right. Um, they're, the more like they're under duress, they need help. They need. And, and so price is not all they, should be concerned about. And I think if, if um, discussed correctly, you know, they're going to have to get that old one out. They're going to have to get the new one in. Oh, by the way, what if it needs to be serviced? You know, does your local big box have that? No. And, you know, Mrs. Jones, we've been here for 50 years. That's, that's part of that conversation. Um, So not only product protection, the fact that we can deliver, install, remove the old, it's really kind of, um, you know, it just takes all the, all the kind of questions out of uh, the consumer's head. And I think again, the the live inventory ready to go. You know, we've got we've got we've got members that are doing next day, same day delivery. Um, and so when we start comparing apples to apples, you know, not only can we hit the same price point, we can deliver so much more value in the in the surrounding. You know, whether it's that delivery, install, service, all of those. Yeah, and I it's it's one of those things too. I uh, I think to some conversations we've had on here with you know, members of the group that, uh, it's more than it's putting a face to the business. Right. And it's hard to do that with those other, you know, entities that are out there that, uh, you kind of walk in, you don't know who you're talking to. And, and you, you have that, if there's a leg up, it's that you're part of the fabric of that community and um, something you can absolutely lean into. Have to lean into. And I think the other challenge, you know, those duress consumers, it's a, it's a transaction. They just want in and out. They need to get something in quick. And so, like I said, you need to make sure you're feathering in both the value and the support you're going to give for them in the future. Yeah. Um, so what, what, um, you know, we've got some unique opportunity. You've, you've talked about a lot of the the products and services and, and things like that that are out there, but as well, the field team, you know, it's been almost a year, right? It will be coming up on a year by the time this publishes, uh, since the regions, um, you know, the, the formation there of, of the new regions and everything. And, uh, we'll be in the midst, I believe, as this goes live of some first ever regional meetings. Yes. Uh, yeah. so talk about, you know, the, the prep, we could talk about the prep work. I wish we could, you know, see into the future and talk about how they're going. Right. <laughs> but oh, I'm yeah. sure they're going to be right. phenomenal, but you know, talk yeah. about the, I can see it. yeah, right. I, I see it see now. It. <laughs> uh, but talk about the, the prep work going into that and kind of the, those opportunities and what they present, you know, for, for, yeah. And of those so, regions. yeah, you're right. And, and we, you know, spent some time, you know, designing these new regions for, for a bunch of reasons. Um, and most importantly was, acting locally, um, 
you know, scale is scale is important, really important. Um, and, you know, when negotiating programs, but we also need to be nimble locally. Um, so these smaller regions allow us um, to act um, and, and, and make changes and make real differences in the local communities. And so one of the cool things that is coming out of this is um, we've created these smaller councils of dealers that by region that can help guide us and help, you know, Hey, here's the biggest challenge. Here's where we need to focus. Um, this is a challenge, but it's probably fifth on our list. So let's attack these ones. Um, but we're also creating communities where we can have some peer to peer interaction. Mm -hmm. And so we are launching, we've got six um, region meetings scheduled um, within around the country in those different regions through the month of January. Um, and the spirit of that is, um, yeah, we're, hey, we're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about how to drive profit. Um, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to actually have some some members do um, some, um, some presentations on how they're driving their business, how they're looking at their profit sheet, um, and some different unique ways of looking at your day-to-day -day business. But we're also going to have just round tables where we're talking, okay, this is, this is what's happening here. This is what's happening, you know, in my location. Um, and I think that peer-to-peer -peer interaction with our merchants, with our business service teams, um, that's where the light bulbs really go off. Um, it, it's actually shocking to hear. It's it's so it's so great to hear that our members get together and ju we just listen. And, and it's the stuff that comes out, you think are these little tiny things, little tiny nuggets that, oh my gosh, like, yeah, we're these guys are all on islands, right? And yeah. once they start communicating, like, oh, I'm feeling that too. I'm feeling that too. Um, so- we are excited about you know that launch for for a bunch of reasons, um, but I think most importantly, um, kicking off 2024 with a bang um, and putting ourselves and our members in the right position to right. be successful. You know, a, a big kickoff to Q1. There, there's something about those settings too. Uh, like we can have you know even and uh, there's there's absolutely value to it. So I don't I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but like an in-store visit, you're still in kind of your your environment in your retail location where you do business. The ability to for a day remove yourself from that and just have those conversations, like there's no bigger difference than being able to just go somewhere and kind of think about it and talk with other people and be yeah. just out of that environment to clear your head almost as you're talking well, about it. it. And that's, a, that's you're 100% right, right? You can be sitting at your desk having a conversation with someone, but you're thinking, I'm, I got to put fuel in the truck. Can yeah, I right. pay the insurance? Who's so and so and so is calling in sick tomorrow? So to take yourself out of that environment um, is pretty important. The other thing that we like about this is it's a day and a half. You know, it's a yeah. it's a dinner and a day, and and it's a drive. So prime time is you know, wildly successful. We have, you know, thousands of dealers and, and, you know, thousands of people there, What you know, from the vendor community and new product introductions and NLAs and all of those things. And they're great, but it's a plane ride and it takes, you know, two or three days out of your business. Um, these are, these are going to be more frequent um, and easier to attend. So um, we're already seeing some really cool numbers um, for buildup for that. Um, the, the registrations are out there. We're seeing them start to fill in. And um, this is something we're going to continue. Again, it's not it's not only just for the member; it, it's right. feedback for us um, and 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 for the vendor community. Yeah, and, and important word there: frequent, right? Um, something that you know, just because January may come and go before you know it, uh, there's there's going to be other opportunities and 
Um, I'm sure they're, we haven't heard about it. I'm sure they're already hard at work on where that next slate is. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be exciting. Um, especially yeah. what there's a, there's a Northeast, right? And I think they're in DC. If I, if I recall yes. that schedule cor- correctly. So I, mean, I don't know, I man, I, I could vouch for a Philly event. You know, I, we can, <laughs> I, I got a pool if we do it in the summer we'll get some members over here at cookout. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. Yeah. We will certainly move them yeah. around. Like I said, um, you know, to, to try to have a drive in, you know, some, some people are going to drive three hours. Some are going to drive an hour. And so we'll, we will rotate them. We can do them in smaller cities. We don't, you know, we don't have to hold our breath twice a year to go to Las Vegas or Nashville. They can be in more, you know, modest communities. No, that's awesome. And excited to hear too. Cause I actually, there was a Philly regional event uh, not too long ago that I, I got to, you know, sit, sit down and um, experience some of that. And just those smaller rooms, it's cool to watch the interactions happen and, of course, there's the presentation style, like learning from nationwide, but it, it was, it's those roundtable discussions of awesome. like two members talking, like you, how much do you charge for delivery and install? And it's like, I'm charging only this, like what an opportunity, like I could be doing, you know, it's those quick turn light bulb moments, like you said, that are really cool to witness and uh, just see it, you know, yeah. the impact it has on the member. It's absolutely yeah. awesome. And, 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 and humbling. You're like, oh my gosh, these yeah. guys, and I mean, it, it, to see the passion um, and intensity these folks have about their business. Um, you know, you, it, it, and again, it's nothing's by chance. These guys are so deadly focused on serving their communities um, and Hey, making some profit along the way, but, but really solving a problem in their community. Yeah. No, it's incredible. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, we, we look forward to, you know, all of that, you know, participating in those, seeing what they, uh, what comes out of them. Um, and then of course too, you know, looking ahead to the new year and seeing how this community continues to be your word resilient. Right. So it's yeah, uh, buddy. Yep. strap in. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I awesome. Love it. Well, well, uh, Mr. Maloney, we appreciate it. This was a, as always a lot of fun. Um, and I'm sure I'll, I'll tie you down for another one before you know it. <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks again to Patrick uh, for taking the time and sitting down with us, reflecting on 2023, uh, the year that was. I love his term, resilient. Um, you know, I think a common refrain for this industry of independent retailers, just a very resilient bunch, uh, no matter what gets thrown at them economically or otherwise. Um, but uh, very true, I think, what he says. And um, appreciate him taking the time to not only reflect, but look ahead as well. So uh, look forward to catching up with him down the line and of course catching up with our members at shows across the country uh, be it primetime or these other regional events as well so until then appreciate you listening to the independent thinking podcast and we will catch you next time